the Help Myself podcast, brought to you by Q Images, run by Timothy Quisenberry. It's a world-class, veteran-owned and operated Las Vegas-based photography company. Whether you need on-site, in-studio, or on-location photography, be prepared to receive top-notch, innovative, and high-level professionalism from Q Images. While other photographers take photos, Q Images captures memories and creates experiences. Go to qimages.smugmug.com or Instagram at Q-U-E underscore images. Also, the book Powered by Purpose, written by none other than your host, John M. Singletary Sr., Get your copy today at the Help Myself Podcast.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast. Welcome to the month of March. I am extremely excited about a new month a new slate of guests, a new slate of episodes. Uh, thank you so much for your overwhelming support for the Relationship Roundtable last week. It was definitely an event to be remembered. We're going to be chewing on that one for a while. So much information. And uh, y'all thought I was playing, man. I might take that and put that somewhere and charge y'all to come back and catch the replay because that was some amazing stuff. You know, and if I'm going to do that, I better start taking it off all my channels now because I know y'all are going in and getting the free one. But welcome to, <laughs> but welcome to the month of March, Women's Empowerment Month. And I am excited. We definitely want to take time to thank the amazing women uh, that I am so blessed to have in my circle that have come on in season four already, you know, Sierra Parker and uh, her circle of people that came and gave us that dynamic relationship roundtable, kicked the season off with Chisa Miller with diversity, equity, inclusion. We got a masterclass on that. Shelby Patrice that came and shared with Budget University. And so uh, we've had some amazing guests. We have an amazing guest tonight. And to start off the month, um, I want to start off with a warning. This will be a very sexually explicit conversation. Uh, it'll be respectful. It won't be lewd, but we will be speaking specifically on sex and intimacy and things of that nature. And our guest for tonight is Sherelle Thomas. She is a sex and intimacy coach. Uh, I'm going to do a, a more, you know, a fuller introduction here when we get started with the interview, but there will be some topics and she doesn't just teach mindset and communication. She also teaches tactics and techniques to improve sexual intimacy between partners. So again, there will be some explicit sexual conversation. So I want to warn you about that. Um, you know, if you got kids listening, <laughs> This is not specifically for the kids, but I think this will be an excellent conversation. I think as we talk about, you know, what she does, what inspired her to get into that and some of the stories that she's got out there, we will also, I am proud to see, to, to see how the conversation starts to also take a turn on owning your path and owning your life and your space and and it takes a wonderful turn and uh and it's amazing conversation and we went on and on and on and uh could have kept going a little bit longer but you know obviously i like to respect her time and yours so let's get to our conversation tonight here as well so I can make sure that I cover everything. But first of all, I want to ask you, like, do you find yourself getting in your head when it's time for you to be intimate with your partner? 
or do you find yourself getting extreme anxiety or any type of anxiety when it comes down to initiating sex with your partners or cause you not to actually initiate? Do you prefer to have sex with the lights off because you feel insecure about your body, you don't want to be seen in the first place, and it just throws you off and you get so much into your head that you can't really enjoy this thing? Welcome again to the Help Myself podcast. I am excited to have our guest here. Listen, she's got a lot to say. I think this is going to be an amazing conversation, but I've got to do my due diligence and do the introduction. Listen, Sherelle Thomas, our guest today, is a certified sex, love, and intimacy coach. She works with powerful, success-driven individuals and couples, and what they do is they hire her to help them create a more fulfilling satisfying love life. She teaches them how to do this by helping them build a deeper connection with their partner, as well as teaching them some mind-blowing sexual techniques that leave both them and their partner satisfied, but get this, yet yearning for more. So without further ado, I want to introduce our guest. Well, I've introduced our guest, but I'm going to open the floor for Miss Sherelle Thomas. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you today? I am doing amazingly well. I'm happy that the sun is shining out like this isn't common in Chicago. So I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm definitely feeling good today. All right. All right. Listen, that that is probably one of my favorite in recruiting. What we call it is an elevator statement that that introduction is like one of the most powerful elevator statements that i've ever heard like in 30 seconds you could use <laughs> that right there and if somebody didn't know they needed to hire you they will know immediately i need to hire sherelle thomas because listen i'm success driven i got all this going on and i want to have this connection and then that last part satisfied yet yearning for more <laughs> Think about that. Like when you enjoy your favorite meal, right? Like you get full and it's enough. It's so satisfying. It feels amazing. But yet you're still looking forward to that next time that you can get that meal again. Like you don't have to have it the next day. It don't even have to be, you know, a week from now. But you know that it's so good that every time you get it, it just raises your vibration. And that's what sex should be. And that's what I teach my clients to do with their uh partners how to create that in their love life no and i love that you you, you got there because that, that's a lot of stuff that i kind of want to get into there's this um and i don't want to blame it on any specific you know thought process or you know ideology or group or whatever but i think a lot of times there's a lot of hesitancy there's a ton of misinformation there's a lot of attitudes that prevent people from actually having a exciting, fulfilling and deeply intimate sex life. And so 
you know, for you to lean forward in this area and, and, you know, this is just something important. You know, we, we, we talk about all the things that make relationships, but listen, if you're not being physically intimate with your partner, there's a problem in that relationship. So no, and, and, and I'll tell you why I was excited, not just because we're talking about sexual intimacy, coaching and mind blowing sexual techniques, which I will say my antennas raise up every time I hear it. So listen, I'm not going to come on here in front, but <laughs> but no, that was a big part of it. So I've been following Sherelle for a while, um, connected through several uh, connections that I have. And then she actually came on a real shop talk and, you know, I'm looking like, oh my God, you know, she's a big deal, this, that, and the other, but she was so cool and just so... But here's one of the things that I love uh, following her, going on the lives and just watching how she behaves. Because she's talking about something that people tend to consider taboo, people try to take her there. She's always respectful, but she don't let people, yes. you never let them take you off of your rocker or get you off balance because you know why you're there. And listen, if they want to have a childish adolescent mind about it, that's going to be their issue and their problem, but you're not going to allow them to take you there. And I love how you handle yourself. So it's just exciting to dive deeper into your story. So first, so let, me, let me speak on that because I feel like a lot of people look at that and they, they don't understand how or why I'm capable and able to do that, which is, you know, respond to people and not take it personal. Kids, I have, you know, a big following and I'm not even going to front. Like in the beginning, when I used to read certain things or read certain comments or hear certain things, people would come at me all the time. But one, I know my purpose and I love myself. Like that's part of my journey. And if I can be an example for other people, guess what? It's going to influence them to do the same. So that's the first part. Second part, if people are influenced to love themselves, to hold their ground, to stay in their lane, then guess what? The more people that stay in their lane, there's less interactions and less like everybody good because it's like you taking care of, I'm taking care of. There's no need for me to come at you. So being that example can influence that. But the third thing, reality of it is, but out of all the followers that I have, how many do, how many know me personally? Like, and how many of them do I know personally? And I also understand, like from that perspective, if you don't know me personally, why should I take what you say personally? If I don't know you personally, why should you take what I say? I did a post about, you know, ladies having not having orgasms. And is it like I'm, I'm, I'm seeking to understand? So I asked the question, is it like eating food and not being able to taste it, but you can feel the texture. Like it's the taste that makes it satisfying. So like with sex, like you can still chew it, you still get your nutrients, you still get benefits, but is it the lack of taste? And you know how many women like unfollowed me because of that, but do you know why? Because it was me shining a light on things that actually hurt them. But guess what? It goes back to my first point. If you loved yourself, you understood, you stayed in your lane, you'll know that this is the area that I need help in. She is a source that can help me go from not being able to have orgasms to being able to have orgasms. So I just want to share all of that. Like when you love yourself and you know your purpose, you walk in your purpose, it doesn't matter what somebody else come to say to me. Perfect example, you know your name is John, right? If I came up to you and I start calling you Eric and I call you Eric and you gonna be like, like, like excuse my language, but you gonna be like, like, why is she calling me Eric? Like, that's not my name. So when people come at me like, you know, you don't know this or why are you talking like that? Like, you don't know my purpose. Why should I stop what I'm doing when I know who I am? I love myself enough to know that regardless of what somebody else says or does, like I can still, you know, be able to walk in my purpose. Not to say that I'm not human and I don't have emotions. I don't have feelings because I do. Some of the stuff is hurtful. Some of the stuff is painful. But I know how to handle it. Like I, I, it's part of the human experiences. We will have the ups and downs. We will have the support. Sometimes we won't. But that's not going to deter me from walking in my purpose or from loving myself. Listen here, man. We got a whole masterclass right here in the middle of the. That's what 
everything you said that's what i'm talking about that yeah. is what i'm talking about and and it does get childish but again just yeah. salute to you again not just not just admiring the way you handle it but looking and seeing and say hey i am seeing a way that i can handle because you know i don't have a following the size of yours but that doesn't um mean that you know you don't get comments you don't get people saying this that or the other and you know i had that at 300 followers so it you don't <laughs> hate haters gonna hate like haters gonna hate, haters like, gonna hate and childish people are gonna be childish people so no you're right <laughs> so that was my thing is i wanted to know like how do i handle this because even with celebrities i see some of them clapping back why would i clap back if you know, like I'm just feeding into that energy. I want to create something new. I want to create a different cycle. I know some guy said something about my teeth. He was like, how can you give amazing head if your teeth are big? And it was like, I know you coming at me. Like, I know you, you know, you trying to throw shade, but that just solidifies my point. Like you're hiding behind this fake profile to say something hurtful because of the insecurities that are going on within you. I love my teeth. And somebody with very big teeth, I'm like, man, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> like I that just goes to prove my point. Like, if I have quote unquote like big teeth and I can still satisfy my partner, like with it, don't you think I know what I'm doing? Like, listen, yeah. I know a lot of y'all are blushing right now, but these conversations need to be had. That's why. <laughs> We've got Sherelle on tonight. <laughs> but so now I got to ask you though. So with all that being said, let's go origin story. What inspired you to get into sex, love and intimacy, coaching, awareness, all of that good stuff? What, how did you just one day just said, you know what? Oh, no, nah, let me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to condense this story, but I've always known that it was part of my purpose to be a wife and a mother. I've always loved the dynamic of a family, nurturing, catering, um, kids. Oh my gosh, I love kids, love caring for kids. It's always been that way. So somewhere along the way, I learned from a little girl, or not even like not in a perverted type of way, but somewhere I had this thought that if I mastered sex, then I would live happily ever after. I would have all of these kids stay pregnant in the kitchen, catering to my husband, catering to my man, and he would be satisfied. That would make him loyal and faithful. We will live happily ever after. Needless to say, that wasn't the case. But I am the type of person when I understand that I want something, like I am going to go after it. So I thought that if I mastered sex and if I learned all of these things, like that's all that it took you know, to have a healthy, happy, harmonious relationship. So that's how I become satisfied, uh, certified in terms of like sex. I didn't even go through the certifications to teach it. I went through because I'm like, oh, they getting these amazing results. Let me go learn this because this is what I want in my, you know, household in my bedroom. But it, so I, I gained, I acquired the knowledge along the way and was married for 13 years within my marriage. I recognized, okay, the sex is great. It's amazing on, you know, what he's receiving, but yeah, it's missing some pieces. Like this ain't gonna last, you know, forever. The sex ain't, ain't keeping it together like I thought it was. It wasn't the glue that held it together. So I ended up hiring like a love coach. And through me going through her program, I just recognized that there was something that I wanted to do. Like it was a gift that I wanted to share. So um, eventually I became certified in love coaching as well. And the key with, with that, with all of the things that I learned, like all of my life, my family has always been, and friends, uh, because I was the type my mom talked to us about sex at a young age. So I was the one who always had like two steps ahead of the game with the knowledge. My mom would bring home encyclopedias of, of like STDs and leave them on the table. So we had like all of this information about sex. Like seriously, I was 10 when we had our first conversation about sex and I will never forget, um, you know, we we went over a lot of details. She taught us how to put on condoms. Like every, I was 10 
10. And she also said, you know, it was very detailed. And let me share this so you guys can understand how detailed it was with what she taught me, my siblings, and my cousin. Um, she told us about ejaculation and that it, she told us it looked like mayonnaise and it smells like bleach. That's how detailed <laughs> she was with that. And I, at 10, like, can you imagine? So when we, <laughs> when we had health class, you know, it was like they were teaching me things that I already know. You know, I had known this for years and I was able to breeze right through it. So once my my friends and my family they kept coming to me teach me how to do this tell me how to do this and sometimes it wouldn't even be like as vulgar but sometimes it would you know the older that i got um and one time my friend she came to me i was i think i was like 25 and she was just like i'll pay you to teach me how to do x y and z and when she said she would pay me that's when a light bulb went off because she is cheap okay so it was like from that moment forward that's when i was just like okay i'm on to something like this this is this is it and it came easier for me than it does like for most absolutely absolutely and listen fellas if if mayonnaise and bleach is your combo you need to check your diet drink a little more water that's uh that's that's bad <laughs> That was back in 94. So we've acquired a lot of <laughs> to understand that yeah, smelling like bleach is not the, you know, that's not the goal here. You need to eat some more fruits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm, I can only imagine how interesting of a journey this has been do you have a story of an experience as a coach that stands out to you positive or negative you know obviously we prefer the success stories but i'm sure that you've seen and heard some shenanigans is there anything that just stands out um you know what my favorite one my favorite one i know if she hear this or see this she probably tired of me telling her story but this was actually only a couple of months ago and it's just near and dear to my heart um i created fellatio success month back in november because a lot of this this somebody reached out to me part of my q a and she was like why don't guys climax from head and i was like they don't you know, I've heard guys say that, but, you know, it's been one thing like where, you know, I get into a relationship, whatever, everything's going fine. And they're like, yeah, I don't come from here. So I don't expect, you know, you to be down in forever. And then like I get down there and it's like two good minutes and you out of the game. Like what happened? I thought she humble brag, humble brag. <laughs> so when she said that, like I, I went on into detail and I shared my perspective and I was like, let's hear from the fellas oh my gosh like it seems as if like 80 percent of men like does not climax from head and i was like no ladies we can't be doing this like you can't be going down there having this vulnerable act and then not being able to succeed in it like what are you down there like a lot of guys say like females are down there with just a d in their mouth and it's just like what's the point so i set out to help my clients to help like that and i got another one coming up too like next month in march or whatever but anyway like that was my mission like i want to help women go from not being able to help their partners climax to being able to taking them out of the game and feeling comfortable within themselves you know feeling uh, like they know what they're doing and like they're in control and like as opposed to this defeated task this defeated daunting task that their partner want and yearn for but yet they don't know what they're doing so I did that. One of my clients, um, she reached out to me and she was just like, yeah, like prior to my husband, you know, I felt like I used to be good. She was like, we've been together for 16, 17 years, I believe. She was like, he's only climax from me giving him head once. And that was two years ago. Um, and I was like, I got you. So we worked together within three minutes. I mean, three weeks, three weeks. She re <laughs> I was about to say three minutes. <laughs> no, listen, <laughs> three weeks of working with me she reached out to me and she was like hey i just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart she was like i did it that that was the first time that she had performed oral sex on her partner after working with me she said i took him out the game in six minutes i was just like yes now before she said she would be down there for like 20 30 minutes and nothing 
But after working with me, she took him out the game for six minutes. And then I heard from her the next week. She was like, I thought that was a fluke the first time. But she was like, nope, we 2-0. and oh. And I was like, yes, like that's that's what I like to hear. I'm all about getting results. And it's not just like in regards to fellatio or whatever, but you know, that's that's one of the stories that just light me up. You know, to think about that, you've been in this marriage for 16, 17 years out of all that time. Think about how many times you get hit, like within that time. Think about how long you've been out there for 20, 40 minutes. You make this small investment of time and money with me and within three weeks, like it's a different story. And now your partner, like your husband walking around smiling and happy and you can have whatever. Happy, yeah, I know who's more thankful, her or him, you know? <laughs> and I did, I got an opportunity to talk to him and he was just cheesing and happy and, you know, thanking me. But yes, that's, that's one of the stories that stick out. Now, listen, Everybody that's listening yeah. to this, you got to understand yeah. where Sherelle's yeah. coming from. You agree with that, LJ? No, nah, let me stop. <laughs> but where she's coming from is that's that's a phase of it, but every relationship is different. And if I'm getting into your territory, please feel free to stop me. But every relationship is different. So she's not at all saying this particular act is the key, but that was a client-specific area they talked about and every relationship is different that might not be a dynamic in your relationship that might not be something you're interested in so forth and so on but when you get the coaching for intimacy and, and sex and these things it's talking about those things what what do you like what are you uncomfortable with what are the mindsets that keep you from fully expressing needs and enjoying the experience as much as you possibly can and that's why i'm a fan of it because we think that we got it going on and we programmed by our past experience and we weighed down by all of these ideologies and beliefs and all this, that, and the other. And here we are coming into these relationships with all this baggage and we are not being fulfilled. So I don't know. I'm sorry. I just jumped all in there, but I got hype. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it because it's so true. Think about how many people are actually in relationships. I think like... <laughs> You know, like 50% of marriages end in divorce. And so that means like 50% that are there. I think of that 50%, 70% are unhappy. Like think about the small percentage of number. Like that's really genuinely happy and satisfied within their, their relationship. And that's why I love what I do because the bedroom is one place like you can't lie. You know, like you can't deny um you know, satisfaction, like in in that aspect and area, you got 80% of women out there faking climaxes and faking orgasms, which I feel is so stupid because that's like rewarding a dog for chewing up your favorite shoe. Like if he's not getting the job done, he's not getting the job done. Like don't praise him. And let me also say that because it's not always about the man, like doing the right thing. You have a responsibility as well. <laughs> I'll share this story too. Share, share. <laughs> I, I remember this was a couple of years ago um, after my divorce. I was in a relationship and, you know, we had had sex for the first time. And I, I went to my mom and I was like, oh, my mom, oh, my gosh, mom, that was the best sex I ever had. And she looked at me and she was like, you say that about everybody you with. Like every time you go somebody, it's the best sex you ever had. And I had to think about it. I'm like, you know what? Like, that is so true. But why is that? Because I'm the common denominator. Like, I take responsibility for my orgasms. I'm not sitting on the sidelines waiting on him to know exactly like what to do or to provide me with pleasure. Now, granted, there are some people who can come and teach me something new and I can teach them something new. But if we never open our mouths to communicate or if we never even know what we like, like that falls back on us. Like you got to train your body to know how to climax, how to squirt, like how to do different things, how to receive pleasure, how to relax. Otherwise, you're just going to be sitting there like, can you do this? Like, no, he can't do it because you don't even know how to do it. I know definitely during this interview, I'm going to have to definitely make sure to put all of your contact information because I know <laughs> That there will be some people that's like, ah, I don't want to hear this, but they're gonna be some people like, mm, let me let me hire her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So you say you you um so your intro says individuals and couples 
um, who would you say you get more um, being the initial person that sets the inquiry forth? Would it be more men or more women? So, you know, it's so interesting because I shifted. I used to only work with women, period, women only. And then this guy reached out for some help in terms of trying to last longer within the bedroom. Like he would ejaculate, I think like within like a minute or something like that. So he wanted help with that. And I was just like, oh, like this will be great. So I, like he was kind of like the gateway that made it okay and made me feel safe with working with men. And afterwards I was just like, oh my gosh, like I love working with men because they were so easy. They were go-getters. They were putting things into practice like that I um, say. But what I found is that more men, like once I started releasing digital content, more men go to the digital content as opposed to coming to me, working with me one-on-one -on -one or personally. They want to kind of like do things on their own and behind the scenes and like less interaction, less talking, which makes sense with how men operate, how they think and so on and so forth. Like men don't like being looked at like they have a problem. They want to figure it out like quote unquote, like on their own. Um, as opposed to some women, like they want you to hold their hand. They want you to call them every day. Like they want that and they're open to it and being vulnerable as well. So in short, I get a lot of male clients through digital courses. Women come with showing up for my workshops. In terms of personal clients, it varies. I have couples, I have women, I have men as well. But um, yeah, I do think like women are more so with private clients that does that makes a lot of sense you know <laughs> men we tend to you know we have to deal with the ego and respect for it. and i know you're respectful so i have no doubt about that but still knowing how fragile the male ego can be at times that that yeah. is something that i can definitely understand <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's hard it's hard and i think so even too with men like it's it's so interesting the way that men think and perceive sex like even though it's this simple quote unquote like simple act of pleasure that they receive from it they put so much emphasis on their performance and you know what's my penis size like it can i make her climax like it's not even about receiving pleasure when it come down to men but it makes sense because that's the masculine energy like you guys are figure it out like your problem solvers you're more logical you're more analytical as opposed to women like we're receivers we're gentle we're nurturing so it's it's a different kind of energy absolutely absolutely i feel uh i feel like uh you've been in my business or something like man you're in my head right now but we're more as men we're more alike than we are different so <laughs> yeah 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 Every so you talked about your marriage and I don't want to pry or get any deep, but I'm, I'm interested. Um, so you talked about learning all of these things because it would help you have your happily ever after yeah. and from the sounds of it. You didn't quite get your happily ever after. Are you willing to talk about that transition or anything personal in that? Yeah. We can definitely go there. So again, like I said before, you know, I felt like it was always part of my life's purpose and my identity to be a mother and a wife. Um, I got married when I was 22. We were married for 13 years, but it was more so a lot of like knowing what I know now about relationships. We weren't. Yeah, we, we shouldn't have been together. But when I reflect knowing what I know about relationships, I understand why we were together and, you know, the challenges that we face, the happy times that we have. Like, I understand all of that. And not only that, but it it positioned me to be able to relate to so many other people, not just that one relationship, but even my whole journey afterwards, dating afterwards and so on and so forth. And a lot of people, they'll come to me like, why are you not in a relationship? Yeah, you know all this information and what you tell me work. Like I coach thousands of clients, literally thousands of clients. Women, how I told you I was working with women before on entering into a marriage, a successful relationship. 
And they're still married to this day, happy with kids and it's thriving. But before working with me, it was non-existent, not, not even getting dates. But it's all about shifting energy and so on and so forth. But it's a whole process that I teach in regards to that. But with that being said, like, had I not been through the challenges that I faced within my marriage, had I not had to date afterwards, had I not, you know, experienced and witnessed the things that, that I have, I wouldn't be able to help and serve people the way that I am today. So they look at me and they say, why are you not in a relationship? And like, I'm, I'm still exploring some things. I'm still learning some things. Do I, oh, should I say this? I'm going to say it. Do I want to be in a, you know, another marriage, long-term relationship? Sometimes, not all the time. And not all the time is not enough to sustain a long-term relationship. And I had to love myself enough and love this, this ideal partner that I perceived in my head enough to say that it's not worth going through that heartache and heartbreak and be honest and real with myself. You know, like I might like your snoring one night. I might like your skin up against mine one night, but the next one, like I might not. Like I'm not going to force either one of us to fit into this category. And then like those moments where I do, I thank God that because I know what I know about intimacy and relationships, there's other ways that I can get my needs met and fulfilled other than forcing myself to be in this relationship for the sake of being in a relationship. So that's where I am. No, that that's, uh, that's awesome. You want one of them relationships like can you be close when I want you to be close, but then be far away? <laughs> no. Oh gosh. And this is, and not, not, not only that though, because this is another thing that I toy with is I I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it. It's the truth. I love all facets of me, whether people love and accept it, it don't matter. This is part of me and where my journey is today. And I also think that if people were more real with themselves, they will save themselves a lot of heartache and heartbreak. But for me, I like variety. You know, I like being able to have someone there to cater to me, you know, just serve me like in all facets. And I like I don't have to want for anything. Then I also like someone where I get to laugh, you know, just sit and laugh. Like it's not this, I, I like variety. That's just how I am in my life. And I like, you know, somebody who can come and fix some stuff. And then I like somebody I can play sports with. I like somebody who I can, you know, talk to. I like somebody who I can go without talking to for weeks. And then, hey, you know, like that reconnection, like, and it's not to say that everyone get the same thing from me because they don't. Like I'm, I'm very sacred when it comes down to sex. I can go a year without having sex and not even think twice about it. But again, the intimacy part, I can get that fulfilled by other, you know, aspects and and things of that nature. So like that's that's where I am. I like a variety. It's not even like this one person where I want to be by myself and you all the way on the other side of the earth. But it's like, okay, if I want to laugh today, like who can I call? Or not even who can I call? Like who's calling me? You know, who who want to fly me home? I feel like this is going from bad to worse. So let me just be quiet. Whoa, no, no. We, we, no, it's so, in society, it was always okay for us as men to say what you just said. It's always okay. And for some reason, it was a problem for women to explore. Like, you were married for 13 years. And, you know, you did it the way that society says and for the reasons for. And I, to love yourself enough to explore, like, I'm not saying that somebody shouldn't jump right back in a relationship if they're ready. But I really appreciate people that take time to learn preferences and get to know themselves and not feel like, Oh, my purpose isn't met until I go hit get hitched up in this particular type of relationship that somebody else has said that I should have. Like so, I salute you. Thank you. And one thing I do want to say, because like two days ago, I was just like, you know, I, I read a post and it was like I want to have sex like every single night or something like that, and something else. It and I was like, you know what? 
I'm just gonna go ahead and get me a man because it was other things that I was dealing with too, like with my vehicle that I didn't feel like dealing with, and then some stuff at the house I didn't want to deal with. And I feel like if I have this ideal man, like in my life, I don't have to deal with it, I don't have to think about it, you know, like I can relax and surrender to them and i don't have to call you know somebody's there they can see it consistently and then they can handle it but then the very next day it's just like you know like i like what i like like i'm not gonna give up all of that to have something here for these moments you know like that i needed so anyway the verdict is still out on that i would love to be in a place where I desire a monogamous relationship. I just feel like it would make things so much easier, but I just gotta be honest and real with myself. I'm just not there yet. I'm not in a place where it's like, that's what I want and that's what I need and that's what I'm going after. And that is a gift that you are giving your future partner is that you're coming into that relationship doing your homework and not just rushing into itself. Right, right, 1,000%. So, you know, I feel like you've kind of weaved through a couple of resiliency yeah. stories, but since this is the Help Myself podcast, do you have a resiliency story for us? Give me an example. Like what? Like, like my life. I know we talk about sex and relationships and all that. I mean, they come with, there's got to be a level of resiliency just to make it in that anyway. <laughs> okay. Perfect example with with my marriage. You know, I was married for 13 years. I think we were together like three months, maybe. Was it three months? We were married and living together. And I remember he went and he um printed out divorce papers. Like we were having challenges like early on. And he brought me the divorce papers and asked me to to, to sign them. And I ripped them up. I, I like I took them, acted like I was gonna slide it, and I just ended up ripping it up. And I was just like, you know what? Like that's not what I came for. You know, we we gonna make this work. So within my marriage, that's a, a story of you know being resilient and like really putting forth that effort to try to make it work. And I think the the interesting part is like our last year of marriage was probably our best year of marriage, and in me achieving this goal of like being happy with my partner and being satisfied with my partner helped me realize that that wasn't what i wanted like like it's, it's like I now it coming that's why I'm, I'm like i see it coming i'm like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to ride that one through if you're gonna say the last year was the best year and it still ended you're gonna have to ride that one through <laughs> yeah, yeah but it was more so like where i saw okay like this is great this is grand but our foundation is off you know like there's things morals and values that's important to me and there's things that's important to him and neither one of us should have to settle but that was part of my self-love journey as well. Like me loving myself enough to be real with myself, to let go of something that I held on so tight to. And another thing is we finally got to a point in the state of peace where I feel like that helped take the, the blinders off is when we did get to that state of peace and we did get to that state of satisfaction. And that was more so like kind of like my thing of, you know, accomplishment. Like we finally got what it was that, that you know, we have been striving for for so long only to get in and to find out like, yeah, this ain't a good fit. I just went through that too. Like I was thinking about this. I was going to share this on uh, Instagram. I, um, for years, let me see if I can reach it. I don't know if I can. Re I can't reach it, but I got three Teslas on my head. <laughs> three Teslas. I got several Teslas gear, like all of this for years. I've been, I think since 2017, we've been talking about getting a Tesla, getting a Tesla, getting a Tesla. I finally put it in my order. Well, I had one before, but I returned it within like two weeks because it was just too much for charging. So I was like, we're going to wait till we move. And then, you know, it'll be more convenient. Yada, yada, yada. Everything was about getting this Tesla, getting this Tesla, getting this Tesla. And I put in the order June of, or July of 2021, but there was a back order. So it took them a long time to get it. Finally, 
got it ready and delivered um, December of 2022. <laughs> I went through all of this, like to get it. Sent them the money, the deposit, all I had, the last step in my exchange for the Tesla was signing my name on a piece of paper. Everything was paid for. All I had to do was sign my name. I looked at them documents. I was like, this is stupid. I don't even want it anymore. <laughs> so I was in a frenzy though, because I had put all this money down on my on this car that I had been going after for so long. And I'm like, God, I don't want to lose it. Like, I don't want to be forced in this situation just because, you know, like I gave them my money. But I ended up going to the bank and doing a stop payment. They reversed the funds and all that. And me and Tesla like cut cut ways. So I'll just say that much like that's a perfect example of you know how you can think you want something for so long and then you finally get it and it's just like yeah womp womp so that's that so in this analogy the tesla is you in a, a monogamous relationship no i'm just kidding <laughs> seriously, seriously it just goes to show how i like that's my personality and I got to honor that. I got to honor that. I don't think it's fair to anyone. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe there's more stuff for me to learn. But I don't think it's fair to me or to a person to say, yes, I fully commit to you. I'm going to be there regardless, knowing that if you sneeze the wrong way, I'm out. So I just got to be real. I'm telling you. Um, imagine how heartbreaking that could be. Like you did everything right and you sneezed wrong. Like, <laughs> like he's everything I want, but man, when he eats bread, I'm, I'm like, what? <laughs> exactly. I just know when I'm ready, I'll, I'll be ready. When I'm ready, I'm not gonna force it. I'm not gonna force me. I'm not gonna force anybody. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So. We can't let you get out of here without giving us some final parting thoughts on life, sex, love, relationships, intimacy, whatever your choice, Teslas and not getting one. <laughs> I know. Okay, so so my my biggest thing is in everything in life, right? Twofold. Love yourself. It should be the first priority in everything. And what does that look like? I know a lot of people be like, you know, love myself. I love myself, yada, yada, yada. But what does that really truly look like? It looked like spending time with yourself, prioritizing time with yourself, meditating for 15 minutes a day or just sitting down just 15 minutes a day, just you and you. No phone, no distractions, none of that. What we used to call it is quiet time with God. Like just welcome God, whatever your spiritual, you know, preference is, welcome God in that moment, your higher self in that moment, and just you every single day, just 15 minutes. Think we got 24 hours in a day. 15 minutes, just that quiet time with yourself to go within and really check in. Like, how are you feeling today? Treat yourself like your best friend. Prioritize getting to know what emotions are coming up for you. Like really be real with yourself. And in doing so, that will position you to be more satisfied in life, in relationships, in your career. And not only that, but it'll also give you the power, the recharge that you need in order to connect with other people. You gotta connect with yourself first before you can think about connecting with them sexually or anything like that. But one thing in regards to the sex, when you do do this, when you do prioritize that time with yourself, you'll be surprised at how much more powerful your orgasms are at how much more powerful your skill set can improve because when you're present with yourself, you connect with yourself that will allow you to connect with others as well. And different inspirations will come. So that's one thing. Um, and then if you are in a long-term relationship or you desire to be in a long-term relationship, uh, I would highly recommend connecting with your partner, prioritizing, even if it is just 15 minutes you know, a day having a conversation where you put the phones away. Same thing with parenting, connect with your child, have those conversations. How are you feeling? How did you sleep? 
What did you eat? What made you smile today? Those things that really awaken the connection within the soul. And that's that's all I'll leave it at. I know it's about sex and all of that good stuff, but that's what we're going to close it out on. Prioritize time, love with yourself. And connect on that deeper level to awaken your soul. That's bars right there. <laughs> yes, yes, bars. yes. I would say, how can people find you? But I'm going to make sure that uh, we we put that in on the screen. So all of your contact information. As a matter of fact, I'm so good at editing. I know y'all are probably seeing it right now at the time of the broadcast. So make sure you go follow, you connect. If you've got questions, uh, she has a robust social media person um, personality. And, and she's on there doing lives and giving away a lot of free game that will convince you that you need to go on and spend some money and get some of that game. You know what I mean? So make yeah. sure you connect. Uh, and I know some of y'all were hearing what we were talking about and you shrunk down, but I bet you it still was helpful to you anyway. So in the words of Sherelle Thomas, awaken your soul. And thank you so much for being on with us. We really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it too. Having me, the questions, the conversations. It's just been a good one. So thank you. No problem. No problem. We'll see you next. I told y'all that was going to be an episode to remember. <laughs> we want to again thank uh, Sherelle Thomas for coming on the show and sharing with us. Uh, if you are interested, man, go follow her. It is Sherelle at Sherelle E. Thomas on Instagram. And her link tree is linktree forward slash so in love. And you can see some of the uh, courses and things that she has to offer. So make sure you go and hit that follow, that subscribe, go to the YouTube page, do all of that. And again, thank you so much for starting our Women's Empowerment Month off right. Um, look, man, we're going to keep it popping this month as we have all through season four, as we've done since the inception of the Help Myself podcast. Listen, my co-pilot is back there jamming. So I got to go and get to some fatherly duties now. But thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. You know, the most dangerous podcast in the land. And why do we call it that? Because we're taking the power and putting it back where it belongs. And that is in the hands of the people. So I'll close like I always do. Listen, I can't help myself. Got to inspire. I've got to encourage. I've got to empower. But I can help myself by being exactly or the best version of myself. And guess what? You can too. So why not we do it together? Y'all have a good one. Mm -hmm.